There's a hole in my shoe. Dear Lisa, dear Lisa. And it's letting in water. Dear Lisa, a hole. Welcome to Seti Sopo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I'm Simon. Hello, Izzy. Goodbye, Simon. All shoes have holes in them. That is true. They would just be at blocks. At least one. Exactly. And I'd say, I'd say most shoes have over 10 holes. At least. most shoes have eyelets. I would say at least most shoes have at least six eyelets. Okay, you reckon only six. I was reckoning like... At the very least. I was reckoning, yeah. But at I mean, most, ten. Loaf. Yes. Though Simon, well, I'd say a loaf, a loafer is a is that a moccasin? I don't know. What is a moccasin? I always thought there was a place called Mocker, and it was like Jesus's parable about <sighs> the moccasin. Okay. What about um, clogs? They don't have. No, they eyelets. just have one hole. They have one oh. one big hole. They were popular back in the day, you know. And people in Norfolk wore clogs, I think, mainly because they they were very influenced by the Dutch people. Yeah, there's a whole thing, isn't there? Of Jonathan Mead talking about um, Norfolk being Little Holland. Yeah, well, it's flat, it's flat. It's flat. One of the and many they helped things. us irrigate it. Yeah. So that now we can eat turkey. What about spats? Spats have at least seven holes. You you. I think spats have own, got nine. Don't you own spats? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't worn them for like 10 years. I've been wearing these flat foot things, shoes, during lockdown, which are basically plimp soles all the time. So I don't know if I can actually wear shoes anymore. But spats have extra holes in them, don't they? Just as patterns. Oh, that's true. I don't know if they're holes because they don't go all the way through. They're more like indents. Yeah, but a hole in the ground doesn't go all the way through the earth, does it? If it does, imagine, oh, dropping stuff. Yeah. It just hang in the middle. It would. It literally was what would happen. Yeah. So, uh, after all of that, what is the opposite? Penny wants to know of an otter. Oh, is it a notter? A notter. <laughs> yes, it is. But we'll we'll talk about otters for a bit. Okay. They use tools, don't they, otters? They do, but also don't they have pet stones? Yeah, those are their tools, though. They're not really pet stones. They just juggle with them. But they play with them, don't they? It's, it's like they don't like not having... I mean, you say play, I say train. Because they, well, yeah. they use them to bash open clams. That's what play they? is. It's not. Play is training. No, it's not. When When you watch kittens play... When we play suburbia, what are we training for? How to build cities. Yeah, we're never going to do that. But we're in a position where we can play for the sake of play. But kittens, for instance, when they play, they're learning how to hunt, aren't they? How many species of otter can you name? Um, Tiki-taka. No, that's that's a a character. Oh, I don't know any otters. Yeah, you do. Because you know... Yes, you do. You know, there's the giant otter because it bit off Terry Nutkin's fingers. I thought there was one otter, literally one otter. And you know there are sea otters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that there are sea otters, that's true. I think there are clawless otters, if I remember. Why would there be clawless otters? I don't know, but they're like they're a particular breed at clawless. They've got really cool webbed fingers and stuff. Okay, so the word otter derives from the word otter, which <laughs> is a cognate word which ultimately stems from the proto-Indo-European language root of wuda, which also gives rise to the English word water. So otter basically means water. Water. Well, they're not water, are they? No, they're not water. Uh, the feces of otters are typically identified by their distinctive aroma, the smell yeah. of which has been described as ranging from freshly mown hay to putrefied fish. And that uh, poo is also known as sprints. Are they one of those? It's 
like you know how people collect like civet um gland anal glands and whale vomit and stuff oh right i was why? wondering if otters why to make perfumes are the base notes of perfumes oh i would have thought all all things in the whole world are used in perfume no 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 Even very few me. like um no simon they're, they're like like if you get whale vomit in particular that washes up on beaches yeah. is particularly that's the thing that people want because it's got why? a really distinctive base smell because nothing what else of? smells like it yeah, but what does it smell of perfume but the base notes so like whale sick it smells whale sick so, so that's quite when i put perfume on yeah i'm covering myself in whale sick or civet anal glands <laughs> i think you're making this up Otter feces, but I don't know. I don't know if otters are used for that. If they've got really distinctive poo, though, it suggests that they'd be. It would suggest, yes, I agree with that. Uh, What else do we know about otters? Their dens are called holts or couches. Is is I'm guessing that there'll be an American and a Eurasian and an Asian otter. So I'm naming more otters. Yeah, there are North American river otters. There are European otters. You're quite right, and they're uh, in Japanese folklore. And the sea otter. They're in Japanese folklore? Yeah. What do they do in Japanese folklore? Uh, They're known in Japanese folklore as kawaso. Uh, They fool humans in the same way that foxes do. Ah, so they're they're tricksters today, like shapeshift and stuff. I don't know if they shapeshift, but they certainly are wily tricksters. That's what foxes do in Japanese culture. Okay, cool. cool. So anyway, I mean, we've already figured it out. The opposite of an otter, Penny, is a notter, whatever that is. (laughs) Somebody ties knots in the string. It's not an otter. Right, Daryl wants to know what is the opposite of birds of a feather. That is a sitcom, birds of a feather. Okay. What started in 89, I think. Uh, It's written by Lawrence Marks and Maurice Gran and stars Linda Robson, Leslie Joseph and Pauline Quirk. And it's one of the most successful sitcoms ever. But well, it doesn't, doesn't ever get sort of lifted as such. I mean, I remember watching it when I was a kid and mm-hmm. thinking that the Jewish lady was a lot like my mum. <laughs> right. Doreen. Dorian. Doreen. No. Dorian. Dorian. Sorry. Dor- uh, DeLorean. Wow. It's, it's Leslie good. Joseph, isn't she? She was really cool. I like Leslie Jones. I bought a box set a few years ago and enjoyed watching it from start to finish. Well, that is exactly what you do with your life, though, Sam. That's true. The the ITV revival is also very good. Well, there's been a revival. Oh, yeah. It, it came back in um, 2014 on ITV. What about the little girls at the end of that? I want to know about the little girls. Was that actually them? That was actually them, yeah, because Linda and Pauline have been friends since they were very little. So all of the footage of them being kids is them being kids. And it goes to the tune, What'll I do? I do it I, I like doing it in an Irish accent. I don't know why. What'll I do when you are far away and I am blue? What'll I do? When I'm alone. Exactly. That was the best bit of the sitcom. It was quite dark, that opening. It was very bleak and quite haunting, I would say. So it's uh, basically... um, Two sisters who are estranged from one another, their husbands are criminals and end up in prison, and the the working-class sister who's stuck in a council flat moves in with the working-class sister who's made good and is now living in Chigwell, something like that. And it's it's a kind of clash of cultures-type sitcom. It's very good, and I recommend it. I kind of know what the opposite of it is, but you won't have heard of it. But So you talk now. 
It's a show, isn't it? It is, um, yeah. I would say, is it like, um, uh, bah, 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 well, I am just too long in a two. One foot in the grave. Why would one foot in the grave be opposite to birds Because it's got a tortoise. That's <laughs> got a tortoise. And this is like birds, and I'm going for animal themes. Yes, they're both technically reptiles, but they're very different right. types of reptiles. They're reptiles. Birds fly, tortoises are on the ground. Birds have feathers. Tortoises don't have feathers. Okay. I mean, all of that is true. Tortoises have an external rib cage. Birds have an internal rib cage. Mm-hmm. Tortoises can't squawk in the same way that birds can. <laughs> Tortoises can't squawk. I'm getting squawk. all this. I think this is what, like, when Dave from my other podcast was coming and go, well, basically, actually, tortoises can make noises. But whether you would class them as squawking, I've read several papers on the different noises that tortoises make, including when they have sex, where they just go, uh, 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 uh. I think it's a tortoise... It's a bit like an old man burping. Yeah, I think a tortoise having sex would sound more like coconut shells banging Oh, no, 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 you can actually listen to tortoises having sex on the internet, Simon. Oh, God. It's it's really... Uh, but the thing is, it's often t- a tortoise having sex with a thing like a shoe or like a ball. Right, because you know, they're so stupid, but... they will shag yeah, No, they're stupid, they're just so horny, Simon. They know what they're doing. Are tortoises they horny? Don't care be... Of course they're horny. That is not a sentence I thought I would utter today. <laughs> I mean, they're not horned. No, they're not I don't horned. know. There might be some horned tortoises, but they can't have very extravagant horns because they wouldn't be able to get in their shell again, would they? It's like a tortoise alive now that was like alive in 1850. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's mad. I don't, I don't, I, I find tortoises scary. Birds live a long time. Not that long, though. Anyway, oh, 80, it's not that. Eight, nine years. It's not what? any of all of that, what you just said. The opposite of the sitcom Birds of a Feather is the sitcom Get Back, which is also really written by Marks and Graham. So that's that's a good, you know, a thing. And is it about somebody who was wealthy going to live with poor people? It's going back to his roots to live in his old council flat. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they flipped the premise and it wasn't nearly as successful. So that was also... It also was like Kate Winslet's... One of her first roles was in it. And Ray Winston being in a sitcom. Can you imagine Ray Winston in a sitcom, is he? Nah, I can't, mate. Can't. Three, six, five. The Sweeney. I'm hilarious. That's my brilliant impression of Ray I Winston. I could imagine him doing really well presenting kids' TV, though. Oh, yeah. He'd be terrifying for kids, wouldn't he? But also... Yeah, he'd be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'm the monster. I don't know why he suddenly went into a pirate. Well, in my head, he'd be the perfect King John in um, uh, May Marion Hermione. Yeah, he would have been really good, wouldn't he? Yeah. But that guy was very good, too. Yeah, that's true. And also, really quite spookily, looking a lot like Henry VIII. Ah. That was a deliberate casting choice. I know, but he had, he had the... I know, but he had the high voice and the big square head and the slightly mm. aggressiveness. I think it might have been a bit short. I always find it slightly incongruous when um, really big men have high-pitched voices. Famously, Henry VIII had quite a squeaky voice, particularly oh, when he got VIII. mad. I am! I am! I'm, I'm going to dissolve the Catholic Church so I can hump another woman! <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's he didn't want to particularly. He was very Catholic, was Henry VIII. It's really weird. I also don't know why he was West Country in that impression. Well, no, well, that's how people talk back then. I'm Henry VIII, and I sound like a. I am Elizabeth I. Look at my bum. Um. That's sorry. That's hilarious to me and Izzy because that was an impression of Susan, her cat. Yeah, my cat. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm ruling. The opposite of birds of a feather, Daryl, is get back. 
Now, Susie wants to know... Oh, not what... Susan. No. Susan wants to know exactly what you think of her bottom. <laughs> well, I've seen it enough. I could probably tell her. What is the opposite of swing ball? What? Or as it's more technically known, totem tennis. Oh my God, totem tennis. Is that what people call it? Yeah, it was released in the United States under the name of Zimzam. I call it Lonely Maypole. <laughs> Yeah, but you're, you're supposed to play it with two people. Yeah, but you don't. No, you don't. That's true. So explain... I, mean, the, I know what the opposite is. Okay, well, already. we'll get to that, but explain okay. what, what totem tennis is. You get a ball, yeah. you tie said ball to a piece of string, and you tie the other end of the piece of string to a pole. You then try and hit your stepbrother in the head with the ball... <laughs> But it often swings round and hits you in the arm. That's true. And you sort of, I don't know how you're meant to score a point. Or so it point. starts in the middle of the coil that it's swinging around. And it's the first person to either get to the top of the coil or the bottom of the coil. That's really Yes, it is. It's basically about smacking the ball as hard as you can, so the other person has to get out of the way. So, I mean, so either the opposite is maypole dancing, because it's, but that's nearly the same thing, except Mm -hmm. it's not competitive and there's more string, Mm -hmm. or the opposite is a smashed greenhouse. Because that's the whole reason why it's invented is to stop balls going over fences, and that's why people put them in the gardens for their. Well, also, so you could play tennis in a way in a smaller space, I guess. Exactly, where the ball won't go over the fence into the neighbour's greenhouse. I have just been reminded of a football version of of it. So, my friend, when I was in primary school. Yeah, yeah. So, let me just explain. What you do? Attach it to one kid, and everybody kicks the shit out of it. (laughs) No, no. So, you had a football with a bungee on it attached to half a football, which was full of sand, right? So it acted as an anchor, that half a football. And because it was a bu- it wasn't very well thought out. Because it was a bungee, it would always come back the way it came. So it would always end up hitting you in the knackers if you didn't get out of the way of it. It was very odd. It was to help you take free kicks or something. I don't really understand. Understand. It was training, Simon. It was training, yes. Mm. It was, tra- it was playing otter training. training. Otter training. All links, is he? So, you uh, smashing someone's greenhouse, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Or our smashed greenhouses. The a smashed thing. greenhouse. Yeah, you're right. Susie, the opposite of swing ball, is a smashed greenhouse. Therefore, this week we have worked out the opposite of an otter is a notter. That the opposite of birds of a feather is get back. And the opposite of swing ball is a smashed greenhouse. You may plug your other podcast. You should listen to Terrible Lizards. I'm currently editing the next series, which will be starting in June. It's all about tortoise um, sex, apparently. No, it's not about tortoise sex. <laughs> it is about, oh my God, Um, can I say this word again? Oh, this is going to be really hard. Scansoriotirigadi. Scansoriotirigadi. Oh my god, I can't. That it's about that this week, is it? Well, no, 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 not this week. Coming out, one of the episodes. It's scan Sorio Terry. Good day, good day, good day, Terry. How you doing, Terry? Scan Sorio Terry Daddy. Scan It's it's the yeah. All long words are better said in Australian. But Simon, it's dinosaur. Pterodactyl. Well, well, tell. Right, not gonna tell. It's got rulers instead of a tail. Rulers. Like, like seriously, like, hang on. That sort of ruler. Right. Got them. Right. right. Shatterproof ruler. Got, four, got Sorry, four you're shatterproof to... rulers instead of a tail. You're trying to right. tell me there was a dinosaur that had four shatterproof rulers. Are you sure <laughs> yeah. you're not being punked? Yeah. 
it had like it had like big incisor teeth like a squirrel that almost mm. squirrel like face except an even shorter snout so it's almost like a human with a little like a little beaver face sounds a bit like me yeah no right. no simon massive climbing hands right right massive hands including a bit of wrist bone oh did i mention it was feathered all over <laughs> right Including a bit of wrist bone, right? Which meant that it had bat wings. Wow. Now, don't so spoil feathered, it anymore. But with bat wings. Don't spoil it anymore because everyone's going to have to listen to this podcast. And your Scanser other podcast. Scanser Interrogate Gady. Giddy. G'day. 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 Nice. And your other podcast. Um, so, uh, British Museum member casts where we cast penises into the future. No. Mm-hmm. Um,. Uh, it was really good. Um, latest episode's all about art, which is sounds really weird to do a podcast about art, but it's actually really interesting about art from the Middle East. And oh, Zedlist, Deadlist, of course, which I'm currently working on. I'm not sure when the next episode will be out because work. But yes, uh, and also you should buy my book. It's called The Unstoppable Letty Peg, and you can pre-order Billy Swift Takes Flight, which will be out in September. Thank you. Buy my books. Visit my website and listen to my other podcast, Comedy Is. It's all about old 90s sitcoms, which I've just realised we just talked about. So that was kind of synergetic, wasn't it? cross Almost like you pick what you're interested in, isn't it, Yeah, exactly. Uh, We'll be back next week with no otters. (laughs) Oh, notters. Bye-bye. Hello. (laughs) 